Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast here in Lex Anderson World. I'm your host, People Sportscaster Lex Anderson. MLB is the topic of this podcast episode, specifically, of course, the New York Yankees, who were once, as I considered, the toast of Major League Baseball. And like the Yankees, in this podcast episode, I am going to be all over the place. But I'm going to start with last night. Nationwide sports leader, Sunday night game, bright lights activated, national stage was set, and the Yankees once again get shut out, 3-0 final score. The Boston Red Sox, the hated, racist, reviled Boston Red Sox, starting pitcher Michael Waka. Pitching for the first time in nearly seven weeks takes a perfect game into the fifth inning. And the game lasted only two hours and 15 minutes. Yes, you heard that right. Yankees-Red Sox, a game that averages over three hours easily, lasted two hours and 15 minutes, tying for the shortest game between the Yankees and Red Sox since 1984. And of course, when you hear Yankees-Red Sox, the greatest rivalry in Major League Baseball, perhaps the greatest rivalry in North American sports, and the Yankees get embarrassed by Michael Waka and Rafael Devers, who hit a home run and did the bat flip that will have me stating that Aaron Boone needs to be fired He needs to be relieved of his duties as Yankees manager. I've seen enough from Aaron Boone. This second half slide by the New York Yankees is inexcusable. Having lost nine of their last 11 games, I do not care about the double-digit lead in the division because the Toronto Blue Jays, 10.5 back, can't capitalize. In the AL overall, the Yankees are now 2.5 games behind The Houston Astros, the cheating Houston Astros, who did something very charitable, which I will mention later, but I have to get done ripping the Yankees for their lack of consistency. The offense is scoring, the bullpen blows the games, or the pitching is great, but the Yankees' offense is nowhere to be found. Last night, Jamison Talion, seven innings, six hits, three earned runs, no walks, four Ks, nothing to show for it. Speaking of K, there was a K-Rod episode last night as Derek Jeter joined the K-Rod cast, Michael K, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, one of my favorite players as I do own two authentic A-Rod jerseys, and the captain came through. And that was the only reason why I finished that horrible game in the first place. Because instead of watching the Nationwide Sports Leader on the first channel, I went to the second channel. Roger Clemens was there. It was an added bonus. So I enjoyed the bantering back and forth. I enjoyed the talks. I enjoyed the memories. I enjoyed Jeter. I enjoyed the social and the media manipulation as the ignorant masses and the sheep. Bring like the mindless cattle that they are, chatty parrots, making their comments, their tweets on Twitter. Read the body language. Sheep, Derek Jeter, 
does not like A-Rod, never has liked A-Rod. I don't care about them reconciling now that, you know, the past is the past and they've aged out of playing together on the Major League Baseball field for the New York Yankees. You could tell, by the way, every time A-Rod would touch Jeter uh, or A-Rod's going off about how he's messed up at so many points in his life and career with the Yankees, you know, even though he cashed in nearly $400 million worth of MLB checks, the majority of them paid by the New York Yankees, who should have never re-signed A-Rod when he opted out after the last Out of the World Series where the Red Sox beat the freaking Colorado Rockies. Business 101. <laughs> you screw me, I screw you back. Not you screw me, I reward you by giving you more money. And then you turn out to be a PED, HGH, steroid cheat. Again, A-Rod being Dominican, Dominicano, DR, Dominican Republic. What else is new? Hispanic Latinos seem to lead Major League Baseball with PED, HGH, steroid abuse, which I talked about in my last podcast episode make sure to check it out so that's where we are the Yankees didn't care about A-Rod's 3,000th hit being a home run like Derek Jeter they just did their best to give the fan who caught the ball whatever he wanted and gave it to him but there was no pomp and circumstance there was no ceremony A-Rod got paid 25 million the following season to not play for the Yankees anymore and during A-Rod's trip trials and tribulations Jeter wouldn't touch him with a six-foot pole He had no comments. He fielded no questions. He gave no answers about A-Rod trying to sue the Yankees medical staff and try to sue Columbia Presbyterian. I mean, like, who knows how much money A-Rod's wasted in lawyer fees? He's a drama king. Him and Michael K wearing matching white pants. Give me a break. Fashion faux pas 101. You're not supposed to be on the same set with the damn same outfit. Give me a break. But either way, it was good to see them together. And of course, people talking also about Jeter, talking about the shirtless shortstops, talking about if you post the photo, I'm walking off or I'm never coming back on the set. And guess what they did? They posted it anyway. You know why? Because that's what they do. Let's stop acting like Jeter is some god. We see it in all the sports commentary. People will have a video or a picture said former player will say, don't show it, don't post it, and they put it on the screen. It's not like people can't Google. Jeter really needs to get over himself. And it's not even that bad of a picture. You could only even see him in the picture, for God's sake. I might, maybe he should have, you know, shaved the taco meat, but whatever, I digress. Back to the Yankees. On Saturday, Isaiah Kainer-Falefa, two-run shot, his first home run as a Yankee, squeeze play bunt, drove in the winning, the winning run in what was a 3-2 final score victory. And the crazy part is, is that if IKF doesn't make those plays, the Yankees in all likelihood get swept by the Red Sox, which is why I'm calling for Aaron Boone's head. He needs to be fired. Here's a stat. IKF had gone 357 at-bats without homering, snapping the sixth longest active homerless streak for a non-pitcher. I'm sure he's happy to get that monkey off his back, and it did lead to a Yankees victory. And also some more negative stats. 
the Red Sox finally won a regular season series against the Yankees for the first time since July 22nd through 25th of 2021. Horrible. And another stat. There were only 13 total runs scored in this three-game series. The fewest total runs scored in a three-plus game series between the Yankees and Red Sox in the last 20 years and the fourth fewest in the divisional era since 1969. And here's another one. When Rafael Devers doomed the Yankees with that two-run shot and the bat flip from hell, 3-0 lead in the sixth inning, and the final 18 batters of the game were retired, the most consecutive hitters to be retired to end a Yankees-Red Sox game since May 2nd, 1995, when the final 23 hitters were retired. And I will digress for a moment to talk about how good it was to see Roger Clemens finally showing his face, knowing that he will never, ever get into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, Yankees, Red Sox, right? They were talking to, you know, Clemens was able to find success for both teams. Most, most and more importantly, he got his World Series with the New York Yankees. And nothing has ever really been the same, honestly. At least since 2009. Oh, and you know what? Excuse me. A little correction here. Yankees Red Sox on national TV often runs over four hours on average. Excuse me. I said over three, but usually over four hours. No need to stay up to midnight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What doesn't make you laugh makes you cry. And I'm, and I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of sh- shedding tears for this team that has struggled against superior opponents, right? Swept by the Astros in a doubleheader, swept by the New York Mets in the Subway Series, defeated by the freaking St. Louis Cardinals when the dominant Yankees used to own Interleague. I don't want to hear any more about 1998. This team is nothing like 1998. I am not going to live in the past. I can't live in the past. And you should stop living in the past, too. That puppet Michael Kay always talking about 1998 Yankees team. Remember all those comeback wins? The pendulum could have swung either way. And now the pendulum has swung the other way. And the Yankees can't seem to get out of their way. Now, I know that Aaron Boone will not be fired. He will stay with the Yankees for the rest of the regular season, but unless he gets to and wins a World Series at some point, i.e. this season, I would like for the Yankees to move on from him. But of course, as everybody asks me, who's out there? Bring back Joe Girardi. Obviously, Joe was, was fired when he should not have been fired because the Houston Astros are cheaters. And Joe had to pay the price. And it seems that Joe wasn't the issue because Aaron Boone has fared no better when it comes to dealing with that dilemma, that problem, that thorn in the Yankees' side that's known as the Houston Astros. Yankees will be taking on the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. DJ LeMayu may or may not play, dealing with a right big toe issue. Oh, boy. Again, DJ LeMayu 
got his Yankee money, got his Yankee contract, and did nothing in the first game when the Yankees left so many runners on base. It was sickening. And you're losing to a last place team. And like I say all the time, Yankees-Red Sox, greatest rivalry. Yes, excuse me, on Friday when the Red Sox beat the Yankees 3-2, final in 10 innings, DJ LeMayu, who they called the machine so lovingly, left a lot of runners on base as he was ineffective the majority of the game. And now he's out with a big toe issue, Stanton, Severino. Of course, shout out to Joey Gallo. Everybody talks about the curse of Joey Gallo having been traded. Hey, maybe Joey Gallo was the good luck charm. Yeah, he sucked on offense, but he had defense. He hit the occasional home run. But the Yankee fans, the sheep, the hating sheep, wanted him out. So he was out. He was traded. And now he's gone. And now they want to bring up the curse of Joey Gallo. You can't win for losing. And when I say Yankee fans, put it in parentheses. Because they're not really fans. They're like haters of baseball and the Yankees just happen to be the team that they choose to hate on because the Mets have no fan base. You know who Mets fans are? Mets fans are secret Yankee fans because they update me when the Yankees lose. But I don't ever recall Yankee fans updating Mets fans when their teams lose. (laughs) Oh boy, society. Terrible. But you know what's not terrible? I will talk about the Houston Astros in a good light. Not for who they are as a team, but what they did last night on Sunday. They hosted members of Texas Uvalde community for a pregame event on Sunday. And Alex Bregman delivered on a fan's request for a home run. Bregman's 16th home run came in the first inning off of Cole Irving. Giving the Astros... A early 2-0 lead over the Oakland Athletics in what would eventually become a 6-3 final score victory. And that's good to see. Uh, it says here that the Astros had 10 buses bring 500 family members and friends of the victims of the May 24th mass shooting at Robb Elementary School for Sunday's game for Uvalde Strong Day. There was a meet and greet. Baker Bregman, Altuve, Astros owner Jim Crane spoke and answered questions. It said that there was a little girl who asked Altuve for a home run request, but he didn't come through with it because Altuve is a bum. He did do something. Let me see, followed by doubling. Okay, he doubled home two runs in the second inning the 500 people were part of about 3,000 from Uvalde who received free tickets from the Astros to attend the game at the end of the day the, the truth is is that nothing can ever replace the loss of a loved one to a mass shooting Our government has done nothing. Democrats, Republicans, it doesn't matter. Our government has failed us. They have failed the families 
the friends, the relatives, the loved ones, Uvalde's police department, which tried to cover up their cowardice, their incompetence, their ineffectiveness, their lack of brave braveness, being brave. They didn't step up. And many innocent children and teachers lost their lives on that fateful day. It's just a temporary solve on a problem that has yet to be put to rest by our ineffective, corrupt government, which is too busy taking the money from big businesses, in particular the NRA. Our politicians, our elected officials just can't stop lining their pockets with the money from big businesses. And as a result, American citizens live in fear, hoping and praying that their lives do not come to an abrupt end at the hands of a deranged, lunatic, maniac, American terrorist with an AR-15 who suddenly wakes up having gotten out of the wrong side of the bed, determining that he's had a bad day. And wants to do something about it. I really wish these gutless cowards would sign up for the military. Go join the military. Go fight in a war. Instead of being a gutless, spineless coward. Shortening and taking away the lives of innocent men, women, children, teenagers, adults, seniors... Ultimately, it has to stop. And being the people's sportscaster, I will always say what the nationwide sports leader, the Foxies, the corporate shells, they've sold their soul to the almighty dollar. But here in the sports opinion log, Lex Anderson, I cannot and I will not be brought. And I will say what they refuse to say or acknowledge. Our government has failed us. I can't say they need to do and be better because they failed us and they will continue to fail us. We need more than thoughts and prayers. We need real world solutions. And arming teachers is definitely not one of the solutions. But we all know what the Republicans and the GOP are about. War. That's all they know. That's the only way they remain relevant. And that's all I have. Thank you very much for tuning in. Lex Anderson, signing out.